Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come and see. Come and see, said Philip to Nathaniel. Philip had come to Nathaniel with great excitement. You can almost hear the panting between his words, both from his excitement, but also probably from running to get to Nathaniel. Just to tell Nathaniel that wonderful good news. We have found him, of whom Moses and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel, who in the other Gospels we believe to be Bartholomew, replied with markedly less enthusiasm. <laughs> Philip, come see Jesus, Nazareth, over there. Nathaniel, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Two totally different responses to the good news. But it's hard to blame Nathaniel. It's hard to blame him for not jumping at Philip's words because the world had been waiting since Adam and Eve's fall into sin for the Messiah to show up. The prophets kept proclaiming. Moses promised. And then to add insult to injury, there had been many false messiahs. No wonder Nathaniel was skeptical. I would be skeptical. Besides that, Nazareth? Nazareth wasn't known for anything big or great. It was a small town. And here's, here's the kicker. It's not even mentioned in the Old Testament. The Old Testament says that the Messiah will come from where? The city of David, right? All it says about Nazareth is that he will be called the Nazarene. But the city itself is never mentioned. How could the fulfillment of the law and the prophets come from a place that is never even mentioned by the law and the prophets? I mean, it's kind of like saying, can anything good come from Stillwell? Or Park Hill? Or maybe even smaller, Briggs? Proctor? They don't, have, they don't have a university. We do. They're not the capital of anything. We are. Can anything good come from one of those places? But even if something big did come from there, especially the Messiah, how would you know? How would you know? How would you know that the Messiah had showed up? If Jesus walked through those doors here today, how would we recognize him from any other man who walked in off the street? We wouldn't. He would look just like any other man. He would sound just like any other man. He, he would not have a halo to give it away. He wouldn't glow as he will at the transfiguration. 
He would be accompanied by a, a host of angels, like he was at his birth. However, he may, as we find out in our reading today, have some fishing buddies along with him. But then again, Bruce might show up in a minute and have his fishing buddies. He likes to fish. But I don't think Bruce is the Messiah. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> he does catch a lot of fish. He might, have, he might be in with a big guy. But, but this is why we have the season of Epiphany. This, this, the season after Christmas. The season before Lent. In this season, we see many of the ways in which the Messiah is revealed. This man who looks like none other, like every other there's nothing special. We see how this man, this, this rabbi, this teacher from this small, insignificant town, is Nazareth, is actually more than just a rabbi, a teacher. But he is, in fact, the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. That he wasn't just any man, but the Son of the living God. There is no way you and I could be as ignorant as those first century Jews and Gentiles, right? There's no way enlightened Christians like us could miss the Messiah, right? Actually, yes, we could, and we do. Friends, we miss Jesus all the time. We miss Him in the Lord's Supper when we do not believe that He is really there. We miss Him in baptism when we believe that baptism is something that we do and is not His work. We miss Him in confession and absolution when we do not believe His forgiveness is given to us. We miss Him in His Word because it doesn't say what we want it to say. We miss Him because we try to shape Him into what we think He should be instead of seeing Him for who He really is. We miss Him when we shape Him according to our own beliefs instead of shaping our beliefs according to His Word. We miss Him a lot. Samuel's a pretty good reminder of this in our Old Testament reading this morning. If you don't know the backstory of Samuel, Samuel was, was prayed for. His mother was barren and sought God and made a promise that if God would give to her a son, she would then give him to the Lord. God answered. Samuel was that son. And as soon as he was old enough that he was no longer breastfed and could take care of, kind of take care of himself, he was given over to the care of Eli, the priest. And he served in the tabernacle, the tent of God. So he's a little guy. And as we hear this morning, Eli was resting in his bed. You remember where his bed was? It was right in the same place as the Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God. So Eli was resting his bed and hears a voice call his name. <laughs> he thinks it's his master, Eli, doesn't he? 
So he goes and he says, Master, what do you want? And he says, I didn't call you, uh, Samuel. Go back to bed. Then it happens again. And it happens a third time. And finally, Eli, light bulb, right? he figures it out. He realizes what's going on and he tells young Samuel, if it happens again, simply say, speak, Yahweh, for your servant hears. But here's the interesting thing. The scripture says, now Samuel did not yet know Yahweh. And the word of Yahweh had not yet been revealed to him. Yet God is calling. God is calling him. And here he was, under the care of a priest, serving in the temple, serving in church, sleeping in the same area as the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, and yet he does not know Yahweh, God. Up to that point, he had not heard God's voice. He did not recognize the voice of his shepherd who was calling him. But he does exactly what his priest, Eli, tells him to do. And the next time he hears the voice calling, he responds, Speak, for your servant is your servant hears. And from then on, he knew God's voice. And he would respond. And he would share it with those who needed to hear. Samuel became a pretty great prophet. Samuel's story is similar to what is true for you and me. St. Paul reminds us in, in Romans chapter 10, he says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Says St. Paul. This is why I love Philip's response to Nathaniel's question. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip's response, a simple yet sweet, come and see. Not a long oratory treatise, not a memorized group of scripture passages, but a simple come and see. In other words, don't take my word for it. <laughs> See for yourself. And notice that he doesn't say, go and see. He doesn't say, go, find out. He says, come. It's not a go find out for yourself as much as it's a, look, brother, I'm going. You can come with me if you want to. And see what I'm talking about. I love that. It's great that Philip brings Nathaniel to Jesus. Just as in the reading before, as I mentioned, Andrew brings Peter to Jesus. This is how evangelism works, isn't it? 
we who do know the Messiah go to those who don't and we simply tell them something like, we found the one who can save us from the perils that surround us. It's Jesus of Nazareth, the promised one. Come and see. Come and see. Most of us have probably ended up in church because someone said, come and see. My friends, the season of Epiphany reminds us and shows us that Jesus really is the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Savior of the world. He is the very one whom Moses and the prophets spoke of. He is the one of whom, as we saw last week, God Himself proclaims is His Son. And when this season of Epiphany ends, the very last Sunday, we will hear our Heavenly Father speak again. Perhaps as we are reminded of the divinity of Jesus, the Messiah, we can take that epiphany, that revelation, to others around us. We can tell them, come and see. We can bring them to Jesus. For He is most definitely here. Amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.